Welcome back to another episode of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series Podcast. Bombshell 1111 is a platform created to teach ways to nourish the mind, body, and soul. This platform allows this podcast to create weekly content on podcasts with special guests each week that will stimulate your spiritual, mental, and physical growth. The podcasts are played on social media platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, Anchor Radio Station, Apple Podcasts, and more. This station has been created to allow us to interact with each other to share knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and light. So without Without further ado, please help me welcome your host and founder of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series, Kia. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series. Thanks for tuning in. On this series, the topic is going to be Entrepreneurs Link Up. I have another special guest by the name of Bianca Shaw out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, raised out of Memphis, Tennessee. Bianca is currently the director of the Office of Urban Development in the Department of Children and Family Services. She is also currently the president of Black Equity and Policy Institute. So without further ado, please help us welcome our guest tonight, Bianca Shaw. Thank you. Hi, Bianca. Oh, hey, how are you? How are you? Thanks for tuning in and thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I'm so happy and thankful that you're able to take time out your schedule to um, come on board tonight for the podcast and share some valuable information with, with the guests and with the audience. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And I would like to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. I'm super excited. Thank you. So <clears throat> for those who don't know who you are, um, can you please just kind of give us a little information? I kind of just start the podcast off informing the audience of, you know, who's going to be speaking tonight so they can kind of get a better feel of who you are and what is to be expected throughout our conversation. So yes. um, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your current position that you um, do full time for urban development in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then lead into your other role um the president of Black Equity and Policy Institute. Sure. Yes, so I would describe myself as an advocate in the city of Milwaukee. I am a mom of one. I have a daughter. She's eight. Um, I don't say I'm a single mom because I have a village of people that help me to raise my daughter. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, um, I currently work for the Wisconsin Department of Children and Families. And I'm the um, director of the Office of Urban Development. Mm-hmm. But tonight I'm here speaking in my experience as an entrepreneur. I am the president of Black Equity and Policy Institute. Yeah. And that is a for-profit organization that I, along with my colleague and good friend, started about two years ago. Okay. Um, well, congratulations to you on both roles. Um, Thank you. Uh, that's definitely an accomplishment within one. And I know you're quite busy with being a director of two positions. Um, 
So <clears throat> speaking on what we came here to talk about tonight with being um, the president of Black Equality and Policy Institute, can you tell us a little bit more in depth about what this organization is that you and your co-partner, your colleague is creating for the community? Yes. So we focus on three pillars. Our pillars are education, health, and judicial. Uh And so Black Equity and Policy Institute really functions in two sides. So we have a political side and a social side because our main goal is to work towards the advancement of Black people's political and social equity. And so um, under the um, policy side, we work on things like education equity, health equity, and judicial equity. And so I could get into some of those things if you want to, but I want to move over to a program that we have. Okay. And it's called Queens Healing Queens. Okay. And that's where we do the book club at. Mm -hmm. And in Queens, that's where we try to make the social impact. And we do make a social impact. And we do that in the areas of education, health, and economics. And so with... um, with both of those, and I know that um, Black Equity and Policy Institute mm-hmm. is not as is not as widely publicized as our social side right. because our social side really um, has a strong Facebook um, following and policy right now is not like the sexiest thing in our community right so like um we you know try to get the information out there but we do understand that like there is a process of like healing and education and like engagement and togetherness that has to happen before people you know will start to engage in the the different realms of the society that we operate in so let me ask you a question if if i was just a a regular individual and i just heard about um your book club and your program um how would i be able to to become a part of that or support that or volunteer if i if i wanted to do so super happy that you asked for our facebook page it's really where we do a lot of our engagement um so we have a facebook page and it's called queen tilling queens and we also have our black equity and policy institute um a facebook page yeah we um engage people through that that is really where most of our engagement comes from and so um we do events so with queens hill and queens we do a book club for adults and we also have a book club for children and we post those events on our facebook page and right now we're only um we have only i would say we have only done events in the milwaukee and madison areas which are in um, the state of wisconsin but recently we've been thinking about branching out to some other areas and trying to not actually start having events but just going to visit other cities and states to see what the pulse of the cities are and like kind of get a needs assessment from the people that we know who live in those spaces and where where do you do you guys have an idea of where you plan on branching out to in regards Definitely. to states? Yes, like of course where you are, Chicago, because that's like we our you know, I can get to Chicago in about an hour and fifteen minutes. Right. And we do Chicago is our big city and so we do know 
a lot of the needs that happens in Chicago because we see the news just like, you know, Chicago see Milwaukee news. So that's for sure one of the first places that we, we will be reaching out to. I have roots, like you said earlier in my little bio, that um, in Memphis, Tennessee. So I have, you know, I went to elementary school down there right was raised by my great-grandmother down there so i have roots there feel comfortable um there and then Mm -hmm. of course atlanta is is also a place i think that on most african-americans my african-american minds when they think of spaces where there are heavy concentrations of african-americans that may benefit from these types of services and engagement events um, so yeah, those three places just to like start, that would be enough, I would think. <laughs> I mean, just to start. And especially because uh, we do operate off of, like we have just hired like a part-time person. Yeah. So that was the goal for last year was to be able to um, hire a full-time person, of course, but we were able to end up hiring a part-time person because as you mentioned, like me working, my position, um, the being able to run the business, but also, um, sometimes the conflict of interest because um my position is um a political figure a public figure position so I do have to um be careful with that right right I understand that with the conflict of interest I understand that um I think that's a great thing that you guys are ex- trying to expand in the in the in the areas that you are, and then in addition to providing the services to both adult and the the youth population, the children population, um, in regards to reading and literacy and things of that nature, that's very important, which helps them grow. Is there a specific age range that um, you know are part of the requirements to be a part of this particular um, movement? No, we actually youth, uh, we, we view youth as the movement. So um, our book club, we get, we have um, a kids book club, and it's called 50 Books Kids Club. Yeah. And the um, thought behind that is that if you have 50 books in your household um, for your child, that's giving them a privilege. Um, as we know, and a lot of us um, that are, um, black and brown in this country yeah. we are not born with privilege but some of us grow afford, and afford ourselves privileges and therefore afford our children privileges right. and so literacy and education is one of those things so we, um, when kids come to our book club meeting they leave with the book to take home mm-hmm. and then we encourage parents of course to read to them but also give them that information about just having 50 books in the house that the kid can have to choose from to read is a big thing and just um even in my routine sometimes with my daughter she's eight just reading her 10 minutes like right before she go to bed right her right to sleep right you know what i'm saying so yeah. it, it actually helps in a lot of different ways um so i think just having those conversations and community about um education and literacy is, some, is is something that we try to do and then um when the kids come out we do like STEM activities too so of course slime is always acute, included because that's a STEM activity right but then we we do try to have some other type of um STEM activity prepared for them to do as well and- that's awesome and I, I I think that's just a great thing that you guys have started there in Milwaukee and I think you know because when I was pregnant with both of my daughters that's something that I did with both of them the music thing and the reading and 
I'm seeing the results of it now with them growing into their age and into different milestones and how they are excelling in their academics. So I think that's very important, you know, especially with children, um, instilling it in them when they're young. And I think what's even more, um, great about your, um, organization or your institute is that, um, it's geared towards the African-American community. And um, a lot of us, because it's more tradition-based, um, a generational-based, we don't have a lot of people within our family that may have a good level of literacy because they didn't finish school or they decided to drop out for many reasons to go work or to take care of family. So I think this is a great thing. And, you know, maybe even for those individuals who didn't complete school, this could be a starter for them to just learn the basic. So, yes. And I think the thing about education, because in my position, I do work heavily in that my Mm -hmm. day to day. The thing about education in our community, what we have to understand is the historical context. Right. It hasn't been long that we've been legally able to learn how to read and write. Right. And so we have we have really surpassed African-American women are the most educated um, group of people in this country. So we we're there. But at the same time, for some of us, like myself, Mm -hmm. just graduating high school was the expectation. Right. No expectation for me to go to college because my grandmother didn't. You know, right. didn't read. I don't right. think she finished high school. Right. To be right. honest with you, so it's like we really just have to be real. Um, that education, while it's very important, self education is the most. You know, is is the one thing that all of us can get. Everybody in the age of the internet and Google and Siri, we all have education at our fingertips, and so I think that understanding the value of education is where some of us um may not um find the value um i know we you were talking about um earlier that the institute is based on three core values love liberation and faith and then you also were saying that the organization as a whole was focused on the political and social advancement um and you said you can go a little bit more in detail about that um can you um do so for those who don't quite understand the dynamics of your organization and what the focus is Yes. So um, the love, liberation, and faith are our um, core values. Those are the values of, um, honestly, myself and my colleague, when we started this, and and the judicial um, piece of it is where the liberation lies. So in our starting going, let me go back to the mission, which is to... um, we work towards the political and social advancement of African Americans um, and Black. I'm just gonna say Black people, African Americans in particular, because that's um, where our population is mostly right. um, Milwaukee. But we do work towards the political and social advancement of Black people. Okay. Um, in those three pillars of um, education, health, and judicial. Okay. And so, in talking about the values liberation when we think about our prison systems Mm -hmm. a lot of us wake up every day um and we know and and may have loved ones that are locked up or you know was locked up but um we don't necessarily look at that as a slavery system and that's really what it is yeah and so if one of us 
is a slave, how can any of us be free? Right. And so liberation is something that we work towards the mental, the physical, the spiritual, um, emotional, and the, the financial, because a lot of us are really um, enslaved to just, you know, being consumers in this economy versus creators. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's, it's just so many different levels of it. Um, and then the love piece on our social impact side, that's where Queens Hill and Queens was created because um, every April 1st, we do this event, um, which is called Black Woman's Heal, Black Woman Heal Day. Yeah. And uh, also you've heard of it. No, could you tell us oh. a little bit more about it and when that okay. event is held? Yes, it's every April 1st. And there's this doctor in Madison, Wisconsin, African-American um, female doctor. And on April 1st of every year, um, she requests from black women across the country and the globe to just like have spaces for black women to heal. So whether it's in your, you know, living room, mm-hmm. um, church or, you know, the, the gym or wherever you want to have a gathering of black women in, in the um, context of healing from historical and present day sexual trauma. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And that's, that's big, right? So in Milwaukee though, we, we, we picked up the call to action. Like, okay, we can do this. This was four years ago. This will be our fourth one this year. Uh-huh. Um, we decided to talk about different things. We decided to talk about like um, financial, um, mental health, um, spiritual health. Yeah. We talked about just like different. I think it was maybe like six different topics we talked about, mm-hmm. and we chose not to talk about sexual trauma only because we didn't have a counselor available in the space one of us um was a social worker at the time right but at, at the same point like when you bring people into those spaces you need to be prepared for the trauma that will be relived you know right. it's just so and much that goes today yeah and it may be yeah. hard for them to cope with mm-hmm. afterwards yeah i get it yep. yeah. yeah you know you know well and so we very conscious of, of that process and so anyway um during this like i think we did for like a four-hour um, brunch, um, sexual sexual healing from sexual trauma came up in like three or four women, and we were just like, wow. Um, like other, a lot of other things came up with women. Um, black women in Milwaukee really just want a space where they can be themselves. We carry the burden of this world, and it's time that we just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> and be our black beautiful selves like we right. have carried the burden of this world for so long our ancestors have done so much for us just to be our most beautiful and authentic selves and so this is a day where we try to create that space and um provide that and that's that's really how the organization was created it started with that queens hill and queens event so um but then we we saw a need in the community. Um, policy is, is really where my passion is. Technology is where my um, colleagues' passion is. Yeah. And so we just kind of like um, built this this organism that we felt like our community needed. So let me ask you a question. I know you've given us a lot of detail in reference to how your institute, institute, I'm sorry, got started, your organization got started, um, the the mission behind it, and, and the purpose. Let the listeners know how you came about the whole idea. Like, how did you know this was the the great the, the perfect idea to go to go with in regards to serving the community and at the same time serving your purpose? 
how did you know this was a the a good thing to do? What 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 how did you come up with the idea? Um I think that I always knew it was a good idea because that um I always knew it was a good idea. It was just the 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 process of me acting on the idea. Yeah. So um how did I know like um I guess I should tell the story of, you know, I was I was working a job, make, making ends meet, I would say. I was making ends meet, um, robbing people to Peter to pay Paul, is, I guess how people describe <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just was looked around at work one day, um, and I actually, and, and as I say, am saying, I am an advocate. And so I was looking around at work one day. I was working in a job where I was helping sign people up for benefits or helping them keep their benefits. Mm -hmm. I just was like, I'm supposed to be showing people how to get off of benefits. And I really um, felt in my soul and my spirit that that was true. And so um, it came to pass that had a conversation with my uh, leadership at work because um, I honestly had left work to advocate on a bill in Wisconsin oh, one day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I don't like, Go I ahead, left, advocate on, advocate right? on. I had left work one day to go advocate on a bill, um, the Wisconsin Welfare Reform Bill, Yeah. Um, which is a, was was a slew of like nine bills where they was going to start drug testing people who was on... Um, on food stamps like if you got certain benefits you couldn't own a car over ten thousand dollars it was just a bunch wow. of just like crazy bills yeah just like crazy bills and so um because i worked for like an advocacy company they kind of got wind of that anyway we had a conversation about it and and overnight i just paced about my job like i was like are they gonna fire me and at the end of the night, I couldn't sleep. It was about three in the morning. I was like, you know what? I don't even care because I'm tired of people having that much control over my life. So I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to even give them the opportunity to fire me, you know? And so that was, I think, the point where I realized um, that that's what I needed to do because that's the only thing that I know that I was born to do. Yeah. And so, you know, um, yeah, I quit my job and then I began building this business. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, and it happened quickly because once you start putting in work and you focus, things, momentum, momentum just carries itself. Yeah. And so, um, I, I just, three months later though, like honestly, I quit. I had applied to the, because under the new administration, I'm very politically involved in my, in my, um, in my city and in my state. And so when the new administration had taken place, Governor Evers had won, I did apply for, um, I mean, the application process was super simple too. I just really put out my interest to them in my resume and a cover letter. And um, that was in, no, that was in October when I did that. In November, um, I had quit my job and I, um, over the course of three months, I got the call from them and it was, it really is a position that I'm, I'm doing the work that I love to do is specifically for children and families of mm-hmm. this state. And so that's why it's different because my work is specifically for African-Americans yeah. um, and black individuals. But like I say, where I'm from, the African-Americans are suffering so much. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's why I'm not afraid to say that, but it is, um, and, 
a community of allies that help with the work too. So I, I can't forget the people that don't look like me um, that do help carry the work as well. So from the beginning and, and up until now, what what is your organization's um, primary goal? Um, what is the overall goal that you and your your colleague um, that uh, that's um, in partnership with you? What what is this? What is the overall goal that you guys would like to see um, the result from the community with providing the this type of service to the community? On the policy side, policy change. Okay, and um, so, and saying and saying policy policy change meaning what so what would you I, like to see changed? A few things. Um, marijuana legalization needs to happen. Okay. Um, so um, the other thing has to happen is mental health equity. Yeah. You have to begin to definitely um, invest funds there. Yeah. And then access to STEM when it comes to education. Our children need to have Chromebooks in their their schools and MPS. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So those are just three areas that of policy, but we have two um, other tiers in between each of those. So we do have. Um, just basically honestly work laid out that that has to be done on the social side again that was the the policy side on the social side we really um want to work to engage women um specifically um black women in the economic area black women we make so much money we spend so much money so being able to understand the power of our dollars so having economic equity so um teaching people the three pillars of wealth which are real estate investment and entrepreneurship yeah um talking about how to do corporate negotiations some of us don't know how to ask for more money Um, right i was having a conversation with you um about that yeah 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 Um, in the areas of health, um, being able to create spaces again where we are able to heal, mm-hmm. where we're able to let go of the burdens of um, not wanting to wear our hair to interviews because we feel like we may be discriminated upon. That's right. a bias I have against myself. Yeah. And um, so in education, we do really work heavily through our book clubs and try to. Um, do financial literacy so it's funny that we're having this conversation because the book um that we're reading right now in the kid book club is kidpreneur on um, that i'm not sure if you saw that book on um, facebook but yeah it's, it's i did a, it's I did. a really good book though it's yeah really i did book. i saw the book yeah 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 so it's a really good book to teach kids at a very early level you you'll be surprised at how much kids the, the knowledge they retain and how interested they are now in things like that are those books for purchase so that book i purchased i purchased that book offline the books that i get to give to the kids they're free and i just get them sometimes i have a connection with the lady at the library okay and sometimes you know when i'm out i purchase little books for 50 cent or you know just um, different things. I get books in different ways. So build a. So you're building a library, basically. I am. Okay. Because okay. my baby, I want her to have access to one. Okay. Um. So let's go a little bit more, like I would say, intimate into the conversation in reference to some personal things that you just shared about your journey into your entrepreneurship. Um. You said that you went through a moment, um, where you lost your job 
you didn't know what was going to happen between then. I quit. You quit. Um, <laughs> correction. You quit it. Um, and um, between those that time, you kind of was unsure as to where you wanted your path to go and where you wanted to go on your path. For people that kind of struggle with that same um, issue or that same uh, that same fear and not knowing what the next step is going to be and, you know, not knowing that it may be something greater than what they left behind. Like for you, um, God blessed you two times in two different positions um, and, and in things in areas where you are great in and that you definitely have a passion and you are, you know, you will excel in. What 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 tips would you give anyone that would be struggling with those same types of fears? I think that um, a few things. Um, our fears overcome us, so you have to you know just work with that. That um, for me, because I've been on this entrepreneurship journey for a while, um, where I've started and stopped, and you know you know how it is sometimes. Yeah. Just in business, because sometimes you're chasing the bag and you're really not chasing your dream. There you go. And so I, yeah, I think that for me it was having faith in God. So I am a, a woman of faith. I, I fear God, and so when I thought about it, um, I know that um, God. There's a scripture, and I'm not real big on scriptures. I'm more spiritual than religious. But I did read once in the Bible where it says, "God does not fear his God does not trust his own angels." Who so who am I to trust me? Right. And so the thing is, just me putting my trust in just the things of this earth are not wise. And it was so wise for me to just put my faith in God because even though I didn't know what my next was coming from, I had faith. And God, one, that he didn't give me this baby to to let us be out here bad. Right. Two, that right. If, if I had faith enough that to do what I know that he put me here to do, that he was going to provide for me. So I was actually, um, I had went from making, I was bringing home maybe $1,600 a month on the um, on a job that I was working mm-hmm. and I had went down to making I, um, I, I'm um i not lying I was getting what $350 um, in stamps that they give you yeah. and I was doing a little um, like I life care um, for my grandmother and that was maybe like $600 per month uh-huh. my daughter school is uh, two blocks away from here my car broke down so I could walk her to school um, vehicular homicide had become a really um it's become a thing here in our city so I was actually thanking God like God thank you the car broke down so through my journey I was just very grateful I was just so grateful my my baby didn't miss Christmas um, because I was able to be real enough with my family and you know her dad you know like I said I have a village of people that stepped in right um, and you know talked to my landlord Um, a a lot of things just having faith faith yeah, <laughs> and, me, and me not being afraid to talk to people that I couldn't pay or that it was going to be a minute for me to pay. Right. Um, and so, and again, I didn't know when I could pay them, <laughs> you know, yeah. because that's the thing about being an entrepreneur, especially with this kind of service that I'm trying to provide. I'm right. not really making uh, any money. Um, and so it really, it really just came down to my faith in knowing that I was going to make it. And I, and I kept just telling myself, let me make it to March. And um, 
I, I made it to March and everything changed. My whole life changed in March and, it, and it's only because I had the faith and I had a vision too. I think the important thing is behind the faith, you have to do the work. You do have to do the work, mm-hmm. but you also have to have the vision and then your vision be very specific. Vision um, clear. You have, mm-hmm, yeah. you have to know what you want. If yeah. you're just telling the universe, I want to be rich or I want to be famous, like how, how rich do you want to be? What's the number? Yeah. Um, what kind of famous do you want to be? There's all kind of famous um, ways that you can gain fame. Right. So I think that sometimes people again just chase the bag and what people don't understand is like the bag come after you become successful like that's what I had to learn like success um it's not something that like you you can put in the bag you know what I'm saying like (laughs) especially in our in our days really your success is your brand you know what I'm saying like that that's like and that takes so much time to build work yes to be able to put in that work and um I don't know, for me, that's that's just what my my journey has been. And wow. I'm still climbing it, too. I still feel like I'm an underdog. I know that um, my greatest is yet to come. And I know that is, I'm, I'm super humble. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I'm doing God's work. And I just want to take my time doing it and make sure that I'm not, just lessen the mistakes, as many mistakes that I can make along the way by taking heed to the lessons that I'm learning. Yeah, I, I think that's that that that's so important to stay humble, have faith. Like you said throughout this whole podcast so many times, several times, and having the faith of a mustard seed, that's so important um, to help you get to where you need to be in this journey. And you're going to have trials and tribulations, but you're just going to have to figure out a way to find a positive and a negative. Otherwise, you're going to stay stagnant. You're going to stay in that same space. So I definitely agree with you on there, on, on that. Um, in In closing... Um, can you let the audience know and the listeners know any upcoming events or um, what's coming up next for um, your organization? Girl, coronavirus ain't gonna let us be great. <laughs> Girl, coronavirus ain't gonna let us be great, honey. What you talking about? Like, 20, I'm like, okay, 25 people can come, maybe 24. <laughs> Um, oh my god so like seriously just because it's becoming serious yeah right um, right black woman hill day is coming up april 1st so we definitely um we're planning a big event at the hilton here um on the northwest side of milwaukee yeah off of good hope road okay so i am watching the news to see um if it can happen or not so everything we are prepared to go digital like I said my partner is tech so we just had a meeting tonight about being prepared to go yeah yeah um so on black woman healed april 1st we will be having an event it will more than likely be digital um we do have our um 50 books kids club event planned for the end of april but again depending upon um what goes on especially because we do those in libraries i know that um that will be a no-go okay Okay. Well, for those listeners that may be in the Milwaukee area that want to check those events out or even just be a part of your whole movement, volunteer, maybe even donate books to your um your organizations, can you let the listeners know how to contact you on social media platforms? Yes, please. 
like us on Facebook at Queens Healing Queens and on Instagram we are Queens Healing Queens underscore MKE so on Facebook again that's Queens Healing Queens just straight out at Queens Healing Queens and on um, Instagram that's Queens Healing Queens underscore MKE for Milwaukee okay so you guys heard it here Thank you so much, Bianca, for being a part of my Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk series and being a guest. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for being the bomb girl. Uh, you are a bomb within your own shell. That's the <laughs> that's that's the motive. Thank um, you. <laughs> so I, I just want to thank you again so much for being a part Um of my girl talk series i wanted to bring people on the podcast that could share valuable information with the community um that could be like a resource something that can help them or a family member or just help someone in general um i think i think the information that you shared tonight was very valuable and and i hope that the listeners gain something from this information um if not joining your organization or being a part of it, understanding the importance of literacy um, and how important it is within, you know, your family structure and in yes. your family growth. Thank um, you for the opportunity. You're definitely, definitely welcome. Um, so, in, you guys, with that being said, we're going to end this episode with another quote. Um, tonight is going to be a scripture from Matthew 17:20. Faith can move mountains. And with that being said, thanks so much for joining in on another episode of Bombshell 1111 Girl Talk Series. Peace, love, light, you guys. Have a good night. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some valuable information that can help you on your personal journey. Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Bombshell1111 or at Bombshell1111 TV. You can also check out our mental health page, Your Health is Your Wealth, on Facebook, which is a page created to inform and support individuals with mental health and other health conditions. And with that being said, always remember, you guys, you are a bomb within your own shell. And until next time, peace, love, and light.